to the Morning Word Podcast. This is your host, Brother David, and I hope you prepared your hearts to hear the Word of God from the man of God right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody in the podcast land. This is your host, Brother David, alongside our very own Pastor John Matthews, back in the house again. And I am telling you, I'm truly blessed to be back here. We had a small little hiatus uh, taking care of, uh, personally, ourselves, first and foremost. <laughs> Amen. So that we can be back here to uh, continue with the podcast so I'm definitely blessed uh, to be once again in in this house with you, Pastor. Yeah, uh, I tell you, it's it's uh, it's been an unplanned week of many things. Yeah, and that's exciting because we've been doing quite a few things today. We've we were very privileged to have Doctor Singletary. Oh, Jeff Singletary, what a man! Who uh, blessed our ears to hear from this morning from Rahab at the morning word service. Uh, if you weren't able to attend to that, you could have. Uh, you can watch it on the uh, YouTube channel on the Worship Center. Mm, New channel. Philadelphia Worship Center. Yeah, not New Philadelphia Ministries, but New Philadelphia Worship Center. So definitely uh, tune to that and listen to what he has to say about Rahab there. And then at the um, Worship Center uh, Lake Vista facility, we had Dr. Singletary again uh, speak on Tamar. Uh, which was very powerful and 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 definitely helped us to very encouraging. Yes, uh, helped us to understand the importance of being resilient, uh, regardless of what you're faced with. Yes, uh, it's an important character and trait that we all need, and we all have to remind ourselves. Uh, you know, as Paul put it this way, he says, "I forget those things which are behind me, and I reach to those things that are before me." So with that, uh, Pastor, I know we got a lot to cover today. Yeah, so we want to go to Daniel chapter 3. Amen. And as as you're gathering your thoughts there, I do want to uh, make an announcement. This week, uh, New Philadelphia Ministries will be participating uh, at the Multicultural... Yeah, State Black and Multicultural uh, Conference. It's going to be held at uh, the Innisbrook Resort uh, in Palm Harbor, Florida, uh, the Black and Multicultural uh, co- uh, uh, Group or Conference is part of uh, the Florida Baptist Convention. Wonderful event, a lot of good uh, 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 workshops, teaching, training, uh, a lot of good preaching, just a lot of things to help you as, uh, at any level of your spiritual walk, a lot of good things to help you to grow. Amen. I mean, I believe that begins on Thursday all the way through Saturday evening. On Saturday afternoon, Saturday. Th- Thursday night through Saturday afternoon. Amen. So if you can, definitely, uh, you know, contact us uh, if you need information on what you need to do mm-hmm. uh, so we can give you instructions on uh, how to go about this. Absolutely. Amen. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and open up in prayer. Father, we come to you right now saying thanks once again, Lord, uh, for continuing to show us uh, what we must do in order to worship you in spirit and in truth, to walk uprightly for your namesake, Lord. We thank you for calling us out of darkness into this marvelous light. 
Lord, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in this world right now, and we, we understand that nothing happens without your permission. Nothing can go on without your say-so. You have everything under, under control. Lord, we just want to follow in your footsteps. Lead and guide us, Lord. You said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And we, yes. we need your guidance like never before. Yes. We're, we're faced with such a great pandemic, Lord. Uh, and, and only you know the true purpose and meaning behind all of this. So we're putting our trust and confidence in you to lead us and guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, Daniel chapter 3. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold. Hot. That's not the right one. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, actually, uh, what did I tell you the, the title was? Life as a Calling. Yeah. Okay. So I'm telling the King Dream. Nope. Uh,. It's it's the where where Daniel uh, was being named. Uh, where it's a uh, well, uh, well. While I'm looking this up, let me just say this: uh, what a lot of Christians get confused about is they look for their calling, right? Mm-hmm. When actually. Once you are a Christian, your entire life is a calling. Amen. And so we tend to do uh, stuff for God in the church and think it's one thing. Well, you know, oh, that's for him. Uh, but anything else that we do, well, that's, that's, that's my job, that's my this, my that. We separate the, uh, these things. God never thinks about it like that way. Mm-mm. Your entire living is to be lived out as a calling from him into this world. Let me explain. Uh, okay, what you do in the church, what priests teach, you know, volunteers, that's, you know, you how you use your gifts, that's, you know, we all relate that to a spiritual calling. But now let's look at the rest of your life. You are called, let's say you're married, okay? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you followed and did it right, uh, you're married to whom you were called to marry so that you can serve out your calling as a husband or a wife. If you get children, then you're called to be a father or a mother. Amen, amen. That too is to be done in obedience and and in honor of God. You get a job, okay? Now in your workplace, uh, you you're living out your calling as a Christian to to be a light in this dark world on that job, and that too is a calling. Uh-huh. So we look for these specialized calling like deacon, deaconess, etc., uh-huh. and then we we think about that from a spiritual sense. And then we try to do all this other stuff without that same spiritual acknowledgement. Uh-huh. And that's why so much stuff uh, ends up not being glorified to God. And in many cases, absolutely being a failure. Uh, let's, let's take Daniel, for instance, in Daniel chapter 6. Uh-huh. Okay, so Daniel came over 
he was, you know, uh, captured and brought into the country of Babylon uh, from his home country of Israel. But they took certain ones out of the captives from the different countries. If they saw promise in them, they trained them and acclimated them into the Babylonian culture and gave them opportunities to serve in that culture. And, and this is what happened to him. So in chapter 6 it says, and this shows you how, how far he went as he stayed faithful to God. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom and over them three high officials of whom Daniel was one. So just imagine uh, Babylon, largest known uh, 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 government organization, country, territory uh -huh. at that time. Uh -huh. And there are 124 people leading the country. The king, uh -huh. uh, three high officials, and these 120 regional leaders called satraps. Uh -huh. But out of that top four in the entire country, one of them on the second level was Daniel a man that loved, served, and lived for God. So, uh, then it says uh, the, that these men, whom Daniel was one, they, they were uh, to, they, the satraps should, were to give account to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Verse 3. Then Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps. Because of an excellent spirit was with him. Not because he balanced the books and managed this. And, no, no. His spiritual life brought him above all the others. So much so that it says, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom to make him the number two guy. Uh, but then the haters came out. The high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for a complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. But they could not, they could find no ground for, for complaint or any fault because he was, notice the word, faithful. And no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for a complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Mm. So, though Daniel's whole life was about living for God, he didn't just live that out during the worship service or during the prayer time. On his job, Notice the two key words that are used in relation to describing Daniel. And these things that made, uh, what, these were two things that made him uh -huh. successful. Number one, it didn't say uh, that, you know, he, he operated, no, no, he had an excellent spirit with him. Uh -huh. Now we know that's the Holy Ghost, right. we know that's the Spirit of God. And, and it wasn't that uh, that others didn't, you know, may have had the Holy Spirit in proxy, but 
he was actually letting the Holy Spirit uh, guide and rule his life. And they saw the, the, the reflection of the Spirit's work in him and how he did his work uh-huh. and how his, his job relationship set so that there was no fault to be found. As a matter of fact, the next word that they used to describe him also has a hint of, of walk. It says that he was faithful. So his faith, his faithfulness and his spirit lined up, lined up the to cause him to, to be number two. Now watch this. When you separate the two and try to operate on two different planes, you're basically being duplicitous, you know, being ambiguous, yeah. uh, you know, the colloquial expression being, you know, two-faced, et cetera. Or double-minded. Double-minded is another way to put it. So in the Christian arena, I'm all this. But in the quote-unquote non-Christian, some even call secular arena, uh-huh. you know, I'm this over here. But to the glory of God... They all should be lived out the same. Does this make sense? Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's uh, when when things are lining up the way it should be, you will see God begin to elevate uh, you, regardless of where you're at. You know, when I was looking at this, this this was speaking to me in the sense that uh, this is the kind of behavior that has to be displayed twenty four seven. It's a lifestyle, exactly, and. Uh, not just, you know, all of a sudden we get to work, you know, well, hey, I'm at work. Let me let me let me take this cloak of freedom I got and just, uh, you know, just take it loose, loosen it up a little bit, you know, act like they act, you know, conform to my surroundings. And that's that's what a lot of stuff people, that you would never do amongst the Christians, et cetera, or wouldn't do or not in church, at least on a Sunday, you know, it within the building, et cetera. But. You're this whole other person otherwise. Yeah, that's one of the challenges that I've seen a lot of us face is we're great at conforming around our surroundings. When we come to church, we know how to conform to the church. When we leave, when we home, we conform to our home uh, attitude or behavior. When we're at work, we conform to a different behavior. Mm-hmm. That should not be. It should be the same behavior all the way through. If you're a sinner, be a sinner everywhere you go. Well, here's the thing. If, if, uh, uh, you know, I used to be a big Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite often they would run into somebody from another planet that uh, you know would would morph into the you know the human form and look just like a, a humanoid from Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, then something would happen, and then they would you know uh, you know take off the cloaking device or whatever. You'd see who they really were. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, it's too many Christians that are morphing into Christian form. And then in other places, you know, you see the the alien that they really are, the alien to Jesus, the alien to Christian to a biblical Christian walk. Right. No, we got to stop. We got to cut the alien living out. Amen. And keep the the Christian living in. That's the problem. Amen. And see, the world is like, man, I thought he was a humanoid. He's starting to look alien. No, no, I think he's alien, but now he's trying that humanoid, you know. Oh, what? yeah. 
and and you know, and, and in this story, we didn't we didn't read it, but it talks about how their names were changed by by the world yes. by Babylon. Yes, and that's what the world will try to do. They'll try to call you what they want you to be. Right. Instead of being called what God has called you to be. Yes. And that's where, you know, the struggle, the fight happens. And we, we have to recognize that and understand that if God called me to be this person, then uh, by faith uh, that I'm going to trust that what God has called me to be, uh, that I'm going to stand on that and, and it's going to fulfill it in my life. Because if we conform to what the world has called us, then we will act and we will think that way. We'll have no power. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, we, we've seen that. Uh, that's why in certain scriptures of the Bible, you see God change people's names. Yes. Uh, from from Saul to Paul, because Saul was a destroyer. Paul was mm-hmm. a builder mm-hmm. from Jacob. J- Jacob was a deceiver. Exactly. And to Israel. To Israel. So uh, you, you see these different instances where God's changing names. Uh, and that's to let you know what God thinks of you. Mm-hmm. And that's the mentality that we have to keep is what is God thinking of me at this moment? And you need to be thinking that way about yourself. Uh, yeah. So and then that's- uh, let, me, let me give you mm-hmm. let me give you uh, and, 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 our, and our listeners today. One of my favorite Christians uh, is uh, Robert Bowden. Uh, you know, known by most as uh, Bobby, uh, former football coach at Florida State. I mean, a devout Christian, you know, an ordained deacon. I've heard him speak a couple times, uh, just a real man of God. Now, he carried his walk with God, his Christian maturity, and his 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 life as a calling for God into the coaching football coaching arena, uh-huh. winningest one of the winningest football coaches in history. Couple national championships, uh, twelve conference titles, just you know accolade after accolade after accolade. He never separated his walk with God from from any part of his life. As a matter of fact, one of the things that that he he did with his coaches, if you're a part of his coaching staff, no matter who you were, there was a rotating uh, Bible study. You had the, the every coaches meeting began with Bible study, and every coach had to lead the Bible study. So, if you it, it, that was part of signing up to coach with him, you know, you if you hey, if you're gonna be an absolute heathen, well, not not in the coaches meeting. You're gonna you're gonna bring your Bible, have a topic, and share the word of God with the other coaches. That's what went down with him. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what that does when when you're doing that in every single coaching meeting and coaches meeting and. And when you carry those similar practices over to meeting with the kids, and when you meet the parents at the home in the home, and how you act, so 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 his walk with God affected every part of what he did as a coach, uh-huh. and thereby he he had an exceptional career. 
But not just that, he had an exceptional, uh, an exceptional life. A 60-plus year marriage, you know, a lot of his sons have been extremely successful in the coaching world as kids and other things, right? But here's, here's what I want to point out. There are a lot of Christian coaches. You, not only do you not know it, but even if someone told you, you couldn't tell it. And and they're not having the kind of impact that that a, a Bobby Bowden has had. Now, here's what I want you to see. They're still Christians, but but without getting to a level of spiritual maturity, uh-huh. not just in their church life, but even in their 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 walk with God, their life outside of the church. That's being uh, affected. So, I can be called to be a coach, but if I'm not spiritually mature enough, or, or you know, or my lack of spiritual immaturity is going to have a lot to do whether or not my career is is effective, successful, etc. Yeah. Even if I know X's and O's and, you know, I know zones and traps and, uh-huh. you know, I know passing trees, et cetera. But how, how, does, how does that play out if I, don't, if I lack integrity, uh-huh. uh, if I lie, if I'm selfish, uh-huh. if I'm self-centered? Because all of those Immature things in your Christian character will affect that. And it always comes out at the worst time. It's going to affect your being a dad. It's going to affect your being a husband. You know, and you can't separate it because you are who you are. And you can try to, to be one and, you know, no. It all goes together. Uh-huh. So many Christians are frustrated in, in, in different parts of their life uh-huh. because of uh, not acting out life as a calling and not being spiritually mature to, even if they are, to make that effective and a witness. And then things don't go well, and they, and, and they, right? And, they, and you can keep trying, but if you would just grow in God, and become spiritually mature, then you can see see God give you the spirit and affect your faithfulness uh-huh. that uh, you know you're able to make a positive difference. You know, just listening to you, I, I was thinking about uh, David and his calling. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as king, as being called as king at a very young age. Uh, and, and God grooming him and, and taking him through certain things. Uh, but there were still some things in his life that he never conquered right. or, or gotten you know, straightened out. And even though he was in the position that God had placed him in, but because he didn't deal with certain things in his life prior to taking office, mm-hmm. now these things have affected him and not just him, but his generations to come. 
Yes. And we don't often think about that when we, you know, when we're, when we see something that, you know, when we see a certain calling that God has called us, uh, same thing with Joseph, you know, God gave him the vision gave him a dream and said, Hey, you know, you're going to be this, that, and the other. And he didn't handle it properly. And it got to the point, it got to the point where that his own family, his brothers, basically they wanted to kill him. They wanted to get rid of him. Um, and whereas if he would have handled things a lot differently with some maturity instead of jumping the gun, because oftentimes, us, you know, God shows us things to encourage us, to keep us motivated, to keep us going in the direction that he wants us to go. But we take it too far and we try to do it in our own strength. And then we end up pulling a Moses and killing somebody and then having to be kicked out, you know, and having to flee for 40 years because God has to now retrain our mindset because we've been so conformed to how the world thinks. So now you got to go through 40 years of, of, of desert and sheep and all this other stuff so that he can get you ready for that, what he really intended you to do probably 40 years prior. Yes. So we delay some of our things that we go through because of, uh, of not getting you know certain things right in the our The lack lives. of maturity spiritually, yeah. now you're trying to... To, to do a better job on your second marriage. Yeah. Because, you know, you and your wife, and being immature made such a mess of your first marriage. Uh-huh. Now you're trying to, to deal with raising your children, uh, you know, as a, as a, in blended situations, et cetera, because your spiritual maturity uh, and, and hers, et cetera, or his, uh-huh. you know, didn't, didn't, and how you got into it and handled it, you know, it made things messy. You know, the first word that popped in my head when you first started talking was prior prioritization. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we fail to prioritize God as number one. Mm-hmm. And we're so quick to put everything else first uh, that we forget the one who got us to the point where we can put him first. Yes. And, uh, and that's what often causes a lot of the headaches, the turmoils. Because God is saying, look, you need to restructure your, you know, re- redo your totem pole and put me first, acknowledge me first in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Then everything else, I'll, I'll order your steps accordingly and show you what, you know, what's next uh, and, and take it from there. But until then, we're going to find ourselves uh, w- wandering around the wilderness, another lap and and figuring out well why is all this always happening to me why am i continuing to going through the same thing yes it's because we failed to prioritize god as being first that is so well put you know i want to go and and uh and be the business executive and you know then i'll i'll make some time and work on my walk with god you know i want to i want to uh get married and you know then you know we'll work on getting our our, our walk with god together you, you you may lose the marriage for, for or the job for the lack of maturity that you need to have had before you got the job or, or got married. Amen. The the priority should be grow in God so that no matter what you do, mm-hmm. no matter where you do it, a difference is made that glorifies God. And brings blessings to you and to yours. 
Yeah, Matthew's put it this way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And then all those things y- yeah, we do will the, be added. Now, we try to do the then and add the God. Amen. When you need the God so that when those things are added, it's a blessing. And, and, not, and you won't be a curse to your own blessing. Yes. By your spiritual immaturity. Amen. That's why even when you look at the garden, it's a perfect example. God gave responsibility first to Adam before yes. he got married. Yes. You know, he had a job. He had specific things that Absolutely. he had to do. Uh, then he gave him then, the wife. <laughs> so there were certain things in place. But now we want to work all that other out. I marry you without a job. Amen. You know, I need a man. You know, a matter of fact, I'll move into your mama's house with you if necessary. You know, and, and even help your mama take care of you. Not the best way. Amen. But immaturity will cause you to 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 try to work things out, figure things out, get it going, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of just being obedient, handling things in a good and righteous way, be led by the Lord. You know, that's why I love the scripture says, and thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. They'll learn the things that they need to do that will cause peace to come and reside in their lives. Amen. But that, like, I, I love what you said, that like a priority of of making the, you know, the, the main thing is always keep the main thing the main thing. First things belong to be uh, in first place. Our walking with God. Uh-huh. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. That's our priority. Amen. Because then when he adds all the other things, He'll show you how to handle it. He'll show you how to, to 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 deal with it. He'll show you how to manage it so that it works out well for you. Look, you, you got this dream you think God has given you, you know, of being a business owner. Okay. All right, grow in God so that the, 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 the mouth of God will speak as you're trying to make business decisions mm-hmm. and lead and guide you in a good and right way. Yeah, and exactly. God will add the things that you need. Yes, yes, yes. He always makes provision for the vision, mm-hmm. and we have to keep that in you know first first and foremost. Uh, but without seeking the visionary, you know, there's no separation in yes. God's mind. There's no separation. Yeah, the, the key piece that we you know when it's all said and done, we have to understand uh, this is His world. We are His people. Designed for his pleasure and his glory. Yes. When we really, truly understand that, then you can see the blessings of God begin to flow in your life. Until you, until then, you if you keep saying, well, you know, I, I think I'm going to do it this way, I'm going to go yes. that way, then you're going to continue to find yourself in the same, the same let, wilderness. Hold on. Let me uh-huh. give him his. Let me give him this amount of time, that particular activity, you know, I, I I put a few dollars in the envelope. I'll I'll volunteer. No, no. It has to be that your entire. He, listen, he gave his all. Uh-huh. 
and his all belongs to our all belongs to who gave his all. Amen. All the time. Mm-hmm. Just giving your all during a you know a Wednesday night or a month. No, no, G- giving your all for Christ is a life living experience. Amen. Not a life event experience, but a life living experience. It is the the lifestyle. It is how you live. You were bought with the price. Uh-huh. We're to glorify God in our bodies. In our, in our spirits, in our lives, in our vocations, not, not just not just our our church duty, but in our life duty to properly represent Him. You know, and that's you know, going back to Daniel, you know, this is exactly the life that he exemplified. Yes, uh, with great uh, wisdom and excellent spirit, faithfulness. Yes, and even to the point of facing death. Um, when he basically continued to uh, continue to follow God, they wanted to challenge him. They eventually they want they threw him into the lions. Then, yeah, uh, that with lions that haven't eaten for days, so they knew they would be hungry. Not a problem. But but when your when your life is is exemplified like Daniel's, and and you're committed to the way that Daniel's committed. God will shut up the lion's mouth. Yes. But if that lion would have came, he still would have stood. Yes. He still would have stood for God. But God wasn't going to allow that to happen. You know, uh, may, maybe there are some lions that are, have been attacking you. And maybe that's a good opportunity for you to examine yourself. Maybe you, you, we're thinking ourselves a little bit more highly than we ought to. And, and we need to humble ourselves and reevaluate you know where what our priorities are when it comes to Christ, and that's really the question we want to ask you in closing today. Where is God as a priority in every one of your life activities? God is the primary uh-huh. for all that you live for, and for all that you should do, and how you should do. In life, everything that has been given given to you, even yourself, belongs to Him, and it should be walked. Even your your life, your existence, should be lived out as He would have, because you belong to Him. God wants to show you his glory, his power, his blessings, his peace, his joy. God wants to show you the goodness of heaven in abundant living right here on earth. Yes, Lord. But he's looking for that. As you live it out, life that is, in glory and honor to him. Put him first. Keep him first. Grow in your spiritual walk so that God remains the primary for every breath you take. Lord, 
let those that are listening today not just be hearers, but doers concerning this word. Lead God and bless. O Lord, the faithful, a double portion. That their names and their lives and all that it is that are about them will cause glory, honor, and praise to come from not just their lips, but even the the mouths, the lips, from the voices of those that watch their lives being lived out to you. Do this, God, that you yourself might receive the honor that is due. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May God keep you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Morning Word Podcast. We pray that you were blessed with what you heard today. You were able to get some insight on how to live a better life closer to God. If you wish to continue to listen to this word, please subscribe to our podcast on the following platforms. Apple's Podcasts, Google Casts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. If you wish to view us live during our services, just simply go to newpministries.org. That is newpministries.org, where you'll be able to stream live services on a weekly basis. And with that being said, we pray that you continue to reach, teach, and love somebody new. Have a blessed week.